Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. I am so happy to be back, y'all. Two weeks was too long, too much happened. And to discuss everything that happened, I am joined by Elle Murasaki of Housewives and Chit Chat. Hi. (laughs) How are you? I'm so happy you're here. I remember finding your TikTok and I was like, who is this? (laughs) i'm happy to be here i did not know um the bravo world was this vast on instagram like you know i was on tiktok just playing around and brands by bravo threw me in there and i was like (laughs) Mm -hmm. girl i literally was i was on tiktok because i'm kind of like new to the tiktok space okay and i was like and like my husband's been like you need to start putting your episodes like you need to start putting clips out there on uh tiktok and then when i was doing those love love is blind recaps on tiktok i was like oh my god i didn't realize that the reality <laughs> tv space I'm on there was out. so huge but yes uh i thank you so much for being here okay thank so you we for have, having me i'm excited we have a lot to talk about this <laughs> this week um sure. if you guys follow me over on instagram as you know i am going to be touching on the subject of the colorism with potomac um a little bit later in this episode with L. Just a disclaimer before we get into it, it is going to be a respectful conversation. We are both here to try and get the understanding. Not only most like two black people, okay, so we can all understand because we both have discussed how we are shocked by the comment sections from other black folks in <laughs> surrounding this topic in Potomac but then of course how embarrassing yeah and then of course you know when when it comes to white people if you if you don't know about it then maybe just just tone it down a little bit turn the volume down a couple notches just listen okay yes. but yes. first before we get into all that while I was on my hiatus it was officially announced that Ramona Singer is not coming back to Roni legacy. Y'all listen to me. You know, that is not, I shed no tears. I lost no sleep. I kept my life kept moving. Okay. And I found a little bit of joy in it. Her fans sitting here like what, what she called it the loser show. I'm going to take, I'm going to take all of the, um, complaints and everything Mm -hmm. that Ebony had to put her ass on blast about. I'm going to take that off of it. Ramona sat here and literally got on a platform with her ass and said, it's the loser show. What are you going to send me over there? (laughs) Said, well, that's not a way to get your job. (laughs) That's not how you get off of pause at all. No, I, Ramona had definitely, um, just gotten too big for her britches. Like you said, even if you take the Ebony situation off, I feel like the Ebony situation was just like the cherry on top. She had gotten just too big. And Mm -hmm. we've seen Andy isn't a fan of people trashing the show. He just Mm -hmm. recently talked about how he was surprised that Bethany is doing a recap podcast because she had been trashing Mm -hmm. the show. So it's 
and I think that's the most annoying part, just circling back for a second to the colorism is Andy has his ears to the street. He's very versed in what we're talking about here on Blue Ivy's internet. And he's just very selective in what he chooses to let bother him or address. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the address is a big part because Andy pays attention a little bit more than I think people think. And that's what's the part that kind of makes it a little bit worse to me is mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, you, you know, but <laughs> so that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> but with Ramona, not only that, so Ramona, did you listen to Ramona's um, episode with Carlos King? Yes. I didn't get through most of it because Ramona does grind my gears. Okay. In the biggest way. Like the, the lady is just, and that's been since the beginning. What I found interesting is Ramona really 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 toots her own horn I the half that I did listen to I was like oh you think okay you think you a little bit more than what you are to in Mm -hmm. in a general Mm -hmm. sense and when I say Mm -hmm. a general sense we have long had this conversation of who put housewives on the map okay yes and when Ramona was talking to Carlos about it and Carlos himself he was like I was such a big fan of um New York, that was blah, blah, blah. That's his opinion. In the words of Tamara, that's his opinion. And that's yes. fine, okay? He he has a different scope on him because he was a producer, mm-hmm. not, a, not just a viewer, a producer. For Ramona to sit there and say, you know, people told me that they loved, you know, coming home, getting their wine, watching me, that was blah, blah, blah. Vicky Gumbelson would say the same thing over in OC, mm-hmm. okay? Teresa will say the same thing. I I really feel like, and what's not being talked about enough is that there was no one franchise, I don't think, for across the board that put everybody on the map. Because I know for me, myself, I didn't know who Vicky was. I didn't know there was a real Housewives of OC. I didn't know there was one of New York. My introduction to Housewives and who put Housewives on the map for me was Nene Leakes. I think think that in every franchise, somebody does something that helps to redefine the housewives franchise Mm -hmm. as a whole right so you had uh Tamara had the first drink toss that's Mm -hmm. pivotal in the housewives space you had Teresa with the table flip that's pivotal Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth but I I don't know for me because I've always been a tv girl OC was my first introduction like I, I've mm-hmm. been there since day one and I remember my mom walking in the room and I was just like glued to the TV mm-hmm. and she you know how your parents like stop one hand on the hip like let me let me see this yeah she goes I don't know how you're watching this I'm like girl this person divorced and this person they live mm-hmm. here this is doing that like this is drama so Vicky and them did put put it on the map but mm-hmm. then Atlanta for me redefined it because it right. was like you know you expected kind of what you got from OC like that right. wasn't a oh we're going to put a scope on something they it didn't magnify or illuminate or shed light on anything that we didn't think was happening over there we thought they was crying whilst going horseback riding and they were right. <laughs> whereas exactly. yep. Atlanta Housewives of Atlanta also being a Jersey slash Georgia girl it like it redefined some things you know mm-hmm. what I mean in Atlanta you had a few classifications of success, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had the outcast lane, you had being a entrepreneur, and then you had like being outside, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and you had music. Those, those were kind of just the lanes of how you got money in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. to come in and see these Black women 
make money filming a reality show that's not reality it's like oh it's it's lanes out here you know what I mean so like you said I think it's all in who you talk to but it is Carlos the king in Atlanta that redefined reality that was a time that was a time and you, you know I just find it I just always find those conversations interesting because you know my thing was I I didn't move to the states until I was like seven or eight or eight or nine when in between seven and nine somewhere in there and so I had a lot of tv to catch up on like I didn't even watch Disney Channel before that so I went through Mm. the motions and by the time I finally started watching tv I think I want to say I started started watching reality tv real world definitely I was an MTV VH1 girly for the longest and then style network that's where I lived but by the time oh yeah the look for less GMI with the vacuum Oh I used God. to want to oh be God. on that show so bad, so, freaking bad. so bad, because they were just in regular malls. And then Jerseylicious, mm. I love Jerseylicious. But yeah, so by the time I got to um, Bra- over to Bravo, it was Atlanta for me. You know what I mean? And like, I have friends that are like, Giselle, what are those White Housewives doing? And they're like, do we need to watch? I'm like, I mean, you guys, you, I, oh, I'm not going to tell you not to. Yes, okay. The answer is always yes. <laughs> You're not going to hear me say, don't watch a housewives show. Okay. But they're like, like they've seen clips from Beverly Hills and things. And they're like, I'm not doing this. That's my thing. So like the conversation of like, oh, I put housewives on the map. I put housewives on the map. I'm like, no, the, you ladies, you OG ladies across the board, except for Kyle for me. And don't y'all don't come for me don't come for me because Kyle was not a breakout star in the beginning, but whatever, we can talk about that a different time. No, she definitely wasn't. But I don't know. Early Kyle years, man, I was with Kyle up until the season after Carlton. Like I, I was definitely team Kyle over team Carlton. Now I'm justice for Carlton, but I was at first I was team Kyle, not team Carlton. Listen. Then that next season I was like, Oh, Kyle. I, always found Kyle to be like I just I don't like the way she manipulates feelings I've never liked that and Mm -hmm. make no mistake Kim Richards was not a fan favorite of mine like she was not I wasn't cheering for her but I think I always recognized that it was something a little bit deeper okay and just the, and I know they're sisters. So the way that they advanced really never bothered me. I'm no Lisa Renna. I stay out of other people's family business. But <laughs> I just was like, when I'll never forget when she exposed her for being an alcoholic, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. My mom would whoop our asses if that was me and my brother. She would be like, you, and I know their mom's gone, but she, my mom, I could never, I could never, because no. my mom would be like, y'all really got on national TV and did that shit. No, my mom would be like, hold on, let me just understand the cameras were rolling Mm -hmm. you were mic you knew you were mic and you decided you couldn't wait until you was unmiked to get in your success Mm -hmm. that's it yep and then down to the way that like the whole like like the whole brandy kim thing went down with versus (sighs) kyle i was not i was like kyle kyle now kyle what the actual f is going on here like please now, see, tell in me. that situation I was team Kyle and I felt for Br- with Brandy the same way I felt with Lisa Renna. <sighs> oh no she definitely needed to be quiet but let me tell you where Kyle lost me 
Let me tell you this right here. Because, lady, you're short. Brandy is a giraffe. You did put your hands on her first. You did. And I think Brandy said, I'm going to get white trash with your ass. And you know Brandy will do that. So why the fuck? Why the fuck? Did you chase her up them little two steps and then got your ass little boop? No, she definitely like flicked her back in the place. And she was like, you know, so I mean, I was like, no, you put your hands on her first, Kyle. You you definitely did. She hit you with all of the smoke that she had for Leanne Rhymes. Like, why would you run up on her like that? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you do that? And that's my thing. I'm like, I, I definitely, cause Brandy Glanville is somebody that I have a very, very difficult, like, relationship with on reality tv because she irked my nerves multiple times but i don't get it bro she's not entertaining i am so sorry i'm not she's not entertaining what do y'all want her back for i don't want her back i because i don't want her back unless she gonna get that weave together because when she showed up on that season with denise richards talking to have having the nerve to talk about they did whatever they did and that ponytail was falling out of her head like that i was like yo girl what how am I supposed to concentrate on anything else? They said, Kyle said, we need you to film a scene. And she, Kim said, I'm on the way. Ran. She said, let me get it ready. She just popped that shit up there. Not a Ran. Bobby- she said, boys, call your stepmom. Yeah, not a bobby pin, <laughs> not a nothing. I was like, I couldn't even concentrate on what they were saying because I also think that was one of the stupidest storylines ever, ever. I was like, where, how did we get here? Again, just like with Salt Lake City, how the fuck did we get here? Okay. Huh, on that note, speaking of Salt Lake City, actually, no, we got to take a step back to Ramona. Before I forgot how we started. <laughs> Not we forgot about Turtle Time. Uh, listen, because the, the internet was just a ray for a second. Like, we're going to miss her, blah, blah. How many times can we watch that lady piss and shit on herself? I mean, I mean, Honestly, like, I no, get it. Thank you. Thank you. The way that they so freely pee themselves on New York is an actual issue for me. Like, if you don't go get a Depend sponsorship like Lisa Renna and uh, old girl Cheryl from the talk and stop playing in my face. Because this, yeah. And (laughs) my thing is, like, let's be for real. Let's keep it a buck for a second. If you... If those women were not who they were, as in not the real housewives, and you mm-hmm. just saw those older, more mature women in bars and stuff acting like that, y'all would not mm. think it was funny. Okay. But see, for Ramona, it wouldn't be abnormal. And that's what I was going to say earlier. I, as the Jersey half of me, has met plenty of plenty of Ramonas. I forget mm-hmm. what season it was. I, I'm horrible at the season numbers. But anyway, they were at an event. It was a step and repeat or a small step and repeat. And Ramona wanted to take a picture. And so she just walked up to the people and was like, you don't mind if I get, you know, get in here and take a picture. And the girl was like, you know, actually I do mind. And she was like, all I wanted to do was take a picture. I can't believe like, you know, real, real, we turned the, the, the New York all the way up. But it was like that entitled jersey slash new york woman everybody knows her so like Mm -hmm. in those spaces and i think that's ramona's issue ramona is so in the hamptons all the time Mm -hmm. around people who do the things that she does all the time Mm -hmm. that she doesn't turn it on or off for the tv i think she's one of the very few housewives that this is her on camera and this is her off camera and that quite literally is the disconnect 
That's I can see that white woman. I can see that. And she moves, she moves through life like that. And that's the thing, like for people to be up in arms talking about, oh, first of all, I always thought it was very, very wild, very wild that we had a real housewives of New York City and it was all white women. New York is arguably one of the the world. Yeah, the most diverse places you will ever find. And not one drop of color. Not not one. They brought Heather Holla in, and because she worked with Diddy, and she was used as a. And some of that, I don't know why that clip is circulating lately. Of when they were at, I forget whose house they were at. And things were going array, but she was like, yeah. "Oh, you want to deck me in the face, girl? You want to deck me in the face?" Don't get me wrong. I thought Heather was kind of funny back in the day. I never, I never thought she was my representation. Okay. Yeah. And then they <laughs> kept representing. Yeah. And me. I feel the same way about how like they moved into it with Leah too. Leah was fine for to be surrounded by white women. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be the quote unquote diversity hire because yes, she was. was younger. I also don't think it was fair to put Leah in a cast of all of those older women. Okay. Absolutely not. It wasn't fair to Leah or Ebony, but feelings of however I feel about Leah to the side um that was how she and I but to that point I think yeah I I feel like Heather and Leah they are both used to being you can tell that they're both both used to being in white spaces or like in Leah's case if she is in um non-white spaces you can tell that they are gassing her up and they're Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. oh you cool cool white girl cool white girl friend yep it up and there's not a lot of learning. That's just my perception of her. Cause I know it's, look, people who like her, her friends, her fans, they be coming around with the slick mouth and I'm an Aries. I got a slicker mouth. So you don't want to do that with me, but it's just one of those things. So like when we actually brought in diversity, it was like, uh, now I think Leah and Ebony should have both been in the new cast. Um, yeah. because it's more adjacent to what, you know, they're like what they represent, but you know, I'm and interested. I'm nobody's Roni legacy, like at at all. So that the word legacy immediately should have meant that she doesn't go over there. She goes in the new cast. Right. But my issue with right to your point, my issue with them saying like, "Oh, Ebony ruined it. Ebony ruined it." Is quite literally that we were here for twelve seasons in New Freaking York with never a drop of any sort of representation f a white woman we didn't have an indian woman we didn't have an asian woman so on and so forth so dominican nothing nothing so you were able to exist in this bubble that only exists in this platform Uh because even you are forced to (laughs) interact with people who look different than this cast on a day-to-day basis so then it's like to say oh ebony ruined it it's like baby girl it was a problem long before ebony we just had to talk about it once. It was here. like the, the ratings were trash. That's my thing. Like before the, the season before Ebony came on, everybody was like, Oh, let's hope Roni isn't as sleepy as it has been. Y'all that's a thing y'all literally were saying. So why are we acting Sonya like was it wasn't being in said. the fields before we got Ebony, please? Like, please. Hmm. But I Ebony's don't. the problem. Okay. I don't know. Apparently they also already have drama on the new one because the Lizzie lady has been kicked off. Somebody said something. I'm happy they're taking uh, action. I just don't know. There's so many stories floating around. She's a very unliked woman from what, what I gather. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stories flying around of what it could have been. 
So we will see. She allegedly said something anti-Semitic and producers were like, oh, she didn't mean that. She can apologize. And then she was like, no, I meant that. <laughs> like she doubled down on it. Um, see, I, see, I read that. That's what I mean. There's so much shit going around. I read that somebody said something anti-Semitic to her because she's Jewish. And then she, and then her husband might have said the n-word that's funny because i heard that so the issue was it was allegedly two jewish women Mm -hmm. right and i won't even say who said what at this point but one jewish woman basically said that the other one wasn't like jewish enough like it was an orthodox jew versus i don't Mm -hmm. know what a a non-orthodox jew is i don't want to butcher that but one was saying that one wasn't valid enough and they were like no you didn't mean that and then they doubled down and then whoever received it it was to my understanding that their husband was like what was said to us was the equivalent of then saying the n-word to a black woman or black person we gotta drop the comparison okay we we gotta (laughs) drop the comparison because y'all know ramona that's how ramona got caught up but um (laughs) leave me out of it literally leave my black ass and the n-word out of it don't say that okay but that that makes sense because um the lizzie woman she's a from what i've understand i know she had that she was a proud zionist in her pro uh in her instagram bio uh, okay, she's okay. Bit, and she's been openly uh open openly spoke about being pro-israel so that conversation can i can see if it was with another jewish woman and i'm not like you said i don't want to butcher that because i've had to educate myself on what like being a Zionist and everything is um because I knew like surface level but I didn't know how deep it went uh all the way but yeah I was like uh oh so many stories uh roaming around and like I said she has she seems to be a very unliked woman but I think Roni or producers knew like the Mm -hmm. ice is very thin in my opinion for the Housewives franchise as a whole Mm -hmm. people are already saying like listen Potomac needs the Roni treatment Roni is getting this treatment and it, it's not doing what it's supposed to. Um, OC is allegedly like, if this Taylor Armstrong thing doesn't work out, then they're going to allegedly pull the next season and also do a legacy and then a new type of cat. Right. So it's like, I, I think production new, even if we could get y'all both to work together, if we film it, we're fucked. You know, and I find that interesting that you say that because, like, we are definitely, I think that we're at a time as people who have watched Real Housewives in these shows for a long time, we have absolutely moved into the new age of reality TV to where I do think that even me myself, I'm like, I got to shift the way I start watching this because there's no way I can start watching these new housewife franchises and these new housewives in general, expecting a Nini, Teresa. Like, I, I can't watch that shit anymore because people we're now I mean these shows have been on for like over a decade we're now at the point where women are coming on these shows they've studied they've done their homework they've done their homework okay the the fact when Garcelle came on I was like that's crazy to me because at a time a celebrity actress an actress would never and no diss to Eileen no diss Eileen she's she's a soap star though like Mm -hmm. Garcelle and I've said this on this podcast where y'all don't understand Garcelle was like everything to me as a little black girl like she that was a super 
superstar. She still is superstar me, but like but the I representation was like, of the beautiful brown woman. There was no ambiguity in her blackness. Mm -hmm. There was no focus on her wavy hair. To also have a black girl with a, a head full of hair mm -hmm. was representation in and of itself. That. I mean, obviously, we probably weed for the sake of the show, but it wasn't weaved down her back or anything right. of that. Like, she was just a Black woman, mm -hmm. and they were giving Black love and just, like... Mm -hmm. Yep. I Yeah, that was... So, like, it, it shifted, and we're going into this new era. So it has to change. However, what I feel like, because... I feel like this with, Bev I was thinking Beverly Hills and Potomac are really the two franchises. None of the other ones focus on like cast takedowns. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. I have no, I literally was laying in bed last night thinking about like, how did we get here with so-and-so's my target this year? So-and-so's my target this year. Like what happened? Okay. Because Beverly Hills wasn't always like that. No, it um, wasn't. We had a bunch of different things in a season and Potomac wasn't always we have less seasons to compare it to but I want to say up until season maybe starting at season four what maybe. happened season four yeah I, I never know the season numbers if you just tell me starting, one thing that happens I can run it down well maybe because I'm, I'm like running it back maybe because when Karen when Karen was doing the tax, when Karen and uh, Ray had the tax issues, it did, see, I, I think maybe, okay, let me back that up. I think that may be where it started with Karen or with Karen, with Potomac, um, mm -hmm. when Karen and Ray had those tax issues because that did take up a good part of the season. And then after that, people were kind of coming for her and Karen, the, the grand dame was fighting. She's she fighting was fighting for her back. life. Okay. She but I think that life. was the beginning where we saw it it work. Like I mm -hmm. I always feel like you can go and season for season, you can see Bravo go, oh, this worked, let's do it again. Right. Yeah. So free Uncle Ben and all of that. I don't think that was producer planned. No. And it worked so well. And then we got it again. Now we're pretending to be pizza men, trying to see if she lives actually mm -hmm. in Potomac or not. Like actually, who cares? Yeah, you know what I so, mean. That was so let's do another me. perfume thing. Like, what? Where is it coming? Where's the week? Where's the week? Like, exactly. <laughs> what are we doing? And it's like because I was trying to think because it. I I personally don't feel like Katie's exit from the show. I don't think that wasn't like a takedown or anything like that. Um, that was Katie had some. It was getting ready to be. It, whoa, oh, no, it absolutely was getting lady. to, and that's why Katie. That's <laughs> let's be very clear. That's why Katie got her ass the fuck. She got her ass the fuck up out of there because it was getting ready to be now with Miss Katie. But I'm saying it was getting ready to be on Katie's part, allegedly, because allegedly Katie was coming to that reunion, the reunion that she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. She was coming to the reunion with receipts, that, Michael yes. Darby receipts, yes. everything. And they was like, and disinvited her. That's true. I, I did remember hearing about that, but because one of my favorite, I will never... It is honestly top 10 for me. When Katie looked at Ashley and said, I'm sorry if I said, with the straight face, so sorry, I'm sorry if I said you were dumb. Maybe, Maybe I, I meant you were stupid. stupid. Ooh, I, let me tell you. Katie Ross, baby girl. A time me and Robin were on the same page because Robin said, Robin couldn't breathe and neither could I. 
I literally, and I'm that friend that is like, bitch, why you was laughing? I am so I'm sorry. I'm still team you, but that was funny. Like we, we gonna have to give her one point. Friend. Literally, I, there's no way I would have been able to sit there because we were not expecting it because like Giselle was very much so trying to mediate and da da da. And Katie is like, okay, I'm sorry if I said no. And then Ashley was like, that's not funny, Katie. <laughs> Katie used to get Ashley all the way together and I loved it. Katie loved was it. the only one that was really gathering all of them. She, she was picking Giselle up and putting her back yep. in her place when Giselle was trying to say, you're you're black, you're denying your blackness and all of that. Like Ugh. Katie's the one. Katie she, is the one. She is. I want her to get healthy and you know, if, yes. it's, if it's good for her to come back, I would welcome Katie back with open arms. But to the Giselle point, yes, because uh, that they were sending that scene around on Twitter um, when she approached her and she told Giselle, she said, so this is what it is. And you need not talk about me like that. And Giselle, Nick, you know, when Giselle gets yeah. backed into a corner and when you sit her down, like even when Candace just exactly. sat her down last week, she does, she starts like the neck, the neck and then the eyes start blinking. Uh-huh. And the eyes get wide and she'll be like, uh, okay. I don't know where this is coming from. Shut the fuck up. Don't play with me. Don't sit here and tell me, I don't know where this is coming from. Yes, the fuck you do. Yes, you do. You know very goddamn well. How are you going to be that messy and then sit there when people approach you, just be looking like, that's why, that's part of the reason I cannot stand that woman, but we'll get there. Okay, let's get into Salt Lake City really quick so we can get it out of the way. Y'all, when I tell get you, in, I, get missed, out. Yeah, I missed two weeks worth of episodes of Salt Lake City because as y'all know, I was moving. And when I tell you, it took me a, it took me a minute to get through those episodes because I was like, what the fuck are we doing? I'm just, stop wasting my damn time. I need to, I need to It took me this. about 90 minutes this morning to watch I'm, last night's episode. Yep. I had to rewind because I was like tuning out. Let me just say this. I don't know if these women even know what's the, what the fuck is going on. No. I no. don't think that they know what's going on. And, and it shows with the alliances and with the interviews they're giving. And then when they start arguing with each other. You remember during the pandemic when um, companies were packing up the production stuff and mailing it to the housewives and they had mm-hmm. to self-tape that's what this season gets yeah. they mailed in <laughs> cameras <laughs> and lighting and there was there's no there's no storyboard Mm-mm. this season has no direction Mm-mm. they said y'all film y'all reality and we'll edit it and the thing is yeah they have it's it's funny because we just went back to we just said like there need doesn't need to be a victim or anything and it's like I feel like with this year where we're going because we just got the midseason trailer they're now starting to pick up on that but like I mean they started with that because it was clearly Mary they got mm-hmm. her up out of there um Jen because she got arrested she got herself up out yeah of yeah she got herself <laughs> on that but then um now it's clearly Heather which I find bizarre okay I think that it helps that I'm I am a fangirl to no one in Salt Lake City so I genuinely don't care I think if I had to pick Heather is my girl me too only because Heather is the only one that will check all of them cameras or not like and and that's where my fandom starts and ends Mm -hmm. but it's like again it just feels like they're filming on their own and then NBC like will will watch it and then say okay go back we need more of this the whole season feels like 
okay, is that good? Did you want me to do it again? Like Jen and in the pool with old girl and then fussing with the other girl. Like, because Bully was never used. They played the footage back. Bully was never used. That girl made it up. Also, I think it's fair for someone to say, I don't like the way you talk to people. It is, especially with somebody like Jen. But also- Jen has been ginning for a very long time, at least for as long Hello? as we've known her, right? Mm-hmm. Like I won't even, I'll say for three seasons, Jen has been ginning. You ain't never heard that you was too much before. Now you got to get up out the pool and storm off. Like it all feels like we need a dramatic scene right here. Like, okay, well, it, what if you storm off? Let's try that. It was so giving like, that. It was giving very that. I don't understand. <clears throat> and then finally, and I'll get off my Salt Lake soapbox, is if Jen can't go out of the USA, then she needs to stay in the USA and they need to go. I don't want to go see them go to old girl's friend's house in San Diego. Also, is there no budget to rent a vacation house? Like you you couldn't strike a deal like Mia did at Potomac. This is 1482. Like, why are we going to your friend house? Mia struck a budget, but we'll get there. <laughs> I don't I don't I know wanna, where their budget lies. I don't know where, and I love San Diego, but like, if I'm going on a cash trip, no, we can't get to Mexico. We can't get to Cabo. It's right there. It's right there. We're already on the way. This goes straight down. Okay. Fuck it. Let's go to Alaska. Like any. Yeah. They like the cold so damn much. Shit. That's still within the United States. Hawaii. Actually, no, people in Hawaii told us, no, don't go there for, because they got, yeah, stuff going on. But yeah, somewhere. Proximity. We could get, we could get places. Canada still in north america okay there are play there are options there are options but what i need to walk back because i have people even the fandom talking about heather i in like lisa (laughs) and whitney more so lisa i'm confusion because lisa let's let's walk a couple things back here baby gorgeous (laughs) what you're saying is you have empathy for Whitney in her new revelation that she has trauma from her childhood, yes. which is why you're forgiving mm-hmm. the fact that she ran around to everyone mm-hmm. and insinuated that you did sexual favors for Vita Tequila. Is mm-hmm. that's is that's why? Okay, because because a bitch like me, a, mm-hmm. a baby gorgeous like me, <laughs> I can understand that hey while you just you know are working through some childhood trauma i feel for you that is unrelated to you opening your motherfucking mouth about me and mines i don't go a step further even if it is related okay even if you can find something to draw a parallel line between the two leave me out of your trauma thank you period because that's the that's the thing that's really pissing me off about whitney and this trauma thing I don't like when people get messy and then try and throw like, I have anxiety. What's that got to do with you? It's because my daddy wasn't around when I was younger. Like, what's it? What? Okay. And I got some shit too. I got, I got some shit too that I could lean on, but it's neither here nor there right now. Okay. First it was Whitney needed to be heard. She needed to tell her truth because Mm -hmm. she was silenced. Okay. Mm -hmm. Were you silent or were you silenced? All right. But then, but then this last episode, she said, I, it's me being messy is part of my trauma because that's how I was taught to be. 
I said, see, that, and that's why I saw somebody on Twitter who I actually agreed with this. They said, I think they might have been, they claim to be, okay? I don't know if this was a Twitter psychologist or like an actual one. They claim to be like a mental health specialist. And they said it is really dangerous for Whitney to get on and talk about this trauma, but not actually, you know, say that like she doesn't have to say what it is, but she hasn't given yeah. us like any type of, you know, was it essay? Was mm -hmm. it, you know, physical? Was it that and that's why I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? I literally had to watch the episode where she, the one or two where she originally said that because I said, did I miss what she said to where it ties back into this? Because you can no. tell even in um, Arizona when she was in her panties and Jim was trying to grill that meat, when she came up to Jim, Jim was like, girl, I didn't, I I heard some, but I, nobody wanted to bring it up except for you, Whitney. Except for her, but that's, that's been her. That was her at, um, the table last season. I forget mm -hmm. where they were on the cash trip room when they were Tell there. Mary Classy, Thank you. Thank like, you. Thank you. That's been her. She's been with the mess. She is the person, you can't get me to believe, she is the person that production goes to and says, mm -hmm. we need to do da da da. She has single-handedly went to everybody. Now, the part that makes me feel like there's something bigger here is Lisa has watched all the episodes that we have watched. So whatever she didn't know was happening while filming, she now knows. And she still went on watch what happened live and supports her there is still no issue the issue still lies with somebody else so that makes me feel like y'all are up to something i feel like lisa really had because i had this revelation last night uh, lisa has no one if whitney because she is single-handedly low-key beefing with everybody with yes. she her and Jen have a strained relationship. Mm -hmm. Her and Heather have a strained relationship. Mm -hmm. Her and Meredith for damn sure have a strained relationship. And that one is on her. That all the others are up for interpretation. That Meredith shit is 120% on, on her. her. Whether or not it was a real hot mic or whether or not you let the producers put a battery pack in your back, you still got on TV and said something about somebody that you claim was your friend of 10 years and then drag their family into it like this would be a different conversation had she never said Seth's name or you stupid family that poses because what like you talking about my kids there you talking about my kids there and she lucky she lucky she Hello. caught a bitch like Meredith who is always on a quaalude to calm them nerves okay she is permanently chilled that's <laughs> alleged I don't know what Meredith Mark's on but like the woman is very <laughs> always always Oh, disengaged. Yeah, she's always disengaging. Okay. Always disengaged. But, but then it's like, what was Meredith and her sister? What was that scene? Like in the most respectful way. What was that? Meredith <laughs> Meredith be killing me when people are talking to her and she just be sitting there with that head tilted and just and like the point in the conversation comes where like you would say, like a mm -hmm, absolutely or something like that. And she's just like just like staring at them and then the person staring at her and then and it's a just, long pause and it's like yeah and then she just nods and she's like mm-hmm I'm like what the fuck is happening here are you awake what, like are you awake are we are we okay but and then, that's go ahead 
I know I was just going to say again, and this is honestly the most respectful way. I just saw something that heard something that didn't add up. Um, a bottle of bleach. And then, and then the person is standing here with no esophagus issues, no, I, no blinding, no. I. And that's I, not in regards to his mental health or anything. And that is purely in regards to what Meredith said. I was, I'm not gonna lie. That part, I literally was like, a bottle. I'm choosing to believe she misspoke. That's what I'm. A, that's what I'm gonna believe because I was like, I can't dive too deep in that because that's very. That's. that's I'm choosing to believe this. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm gonna choose to believe whatever the fuck Meredith said about her her nephew because I was like, I was not expecting that, and I was like, whoa, uh, okay, all right. Um, and then you know what's crazy? The thing that's that aside, but actually adds into it, the fact that she's having this fundraiser for him and it's obviously going to be like mental health related that's very serious and that's my family and i'm not saying it's not serious y'all yeah. uh them heifers couldn't be nowhere near me in that shit and i her sister low-key tried to say that her sister low-key tried to say that she was like meredith this is going so, to be a loving event so we're inviting people who are bringing love and positivity right her sister low-key tried to say that like uh not one of them better come over here with them stank ass attitudes because but not in 2022 not 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 in 2022 did you ever think that this was actually going like i get the energy right mm -hmm. we're elevating the story and we're putting this um foundation out here and we're getting this out and this is representation i i get all of that but in 2022 with pages and all of that there is no way that you thought for real, for real, that this was the place for your nephew and your sister um, and, and his mental health issues. You, you couldn't have thought this was the platform. That's, that, I find them very weird because like even the, even the way some of this shit was handled with her son, Brooks, I said, why don't, that is your son. D remove him from the equation. And then we won't have no problem. Well, because let I don't agree with anything that Jen said to because sure. I am very much team kids are off limits. Absolutely. I don't agree with anything she said or did. But for a second there in season one, I said, Well, damn, give this motherfucker a snowflake because Brooks Mark is the sixth, seventh housewife. Shit. I think I tweeted it. I think I tweeted it. Like, does this man have a snowflake? Why y'all keep shoveling me him? Don't he need to go to a revamp for the hills? Okay. Put him over there. He I, is not why what go away and then when people at BravoCon, when P it was him gia and uh riley and people were like we really watched them grow up in front of her. i said the them as in riley and gia because i didn't watch brooks grow yeah, up in front of my eyes i met him when he was groaned okay he, he was groaned with a fashion line and sweatpants yeah, I, and sweatshirts and that's fine okay and that's fine that i met him when he was an adult already stop like why are we pushing this narrative even with him like um hosting that show that that web show about like kids growing up in front of the camera baby did was y'all on a different show because not my camera mm -hmm. not my I camera on bravo had that child. yeah I, no god but i mean good luck and god bless but no yeah i just feel like 
Meredith could have used her platform as a housewife on Salt Lake City to parlay that into a sponsorship with like therapy.com mm-hmm. and then made her family story and all of that made them the advocates for that and you just parlay your snowflakes but there's no way in the year of our lord 2022 you thought this particular platform was going to be a good idea and especially when like none of them that's my other thing none of them really have anybody's back on that show they we are watching a housewife season of every woman for herself I'm like, yo, 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 she does not, she has no safe space. None of them have any safe space in this show. So that was my other thing. I'm like, girl, you ain't even got a friend that you can necessarily like know that will be at the event and at least try and keep it a hundred and keep them bitches in line that like, you know, it's not, I, that I, I hope nothing goes down at that event, but when it, I have to, I have to get to Lisa and Heather the Lisa and Heather of it all, because I'm not going to lie. When I watched Lisa and Heather at that choir and them choir, listen, wouldn't have been a nan note coming from me. I'd have been all off tune. Ah, and I would have been like, can y'all, can we lower it? Cause I'm trying to listen to what the fuck they talking to. Yeah. Y'all, y'all done banging on the piano. Sis, but you, when, you ain't been on key since we started. You hush. When I watched that conversation between them, I said, this is why Lisa doesn't have any friends because Lisa, and it is not lost upon me that Lisa, Lisa is really entering her thick boy mom era because the way Lisa talks and interacts with other women, I'm like, mom, if you don't get this under control now, you finna be one of them boy moms that forget she's a woman. And what I mean Hello? for that, what I mean by that is we have all dated a man that they mama, yep. that is a piece of shit. And they mama sitting here like, I didn't raise him like that. Well, who did pay him? Who did, who did pay him? You did. Okay. <laughs> and you think your baby don't do nothing wrong. So please spare us. But y'all but- together are the drama. <laughs> I have like when she her reasoning for tweeting Heather's dad's obituary. Thank I you. said when I think of proving my point, I will think of everything except for and listen. I'll go far to prove my point and prove not. A, I'm not a liar. I will go mm-hmm. very far. I would draw a very very thick three C line against tweet finding the obituary and you then have to go find it and then cropping it and tweeting it yeah because not only you didn't find the picture you didn't go back in your photo log and then just post it you know what I mean you took it you dropped it into unfold or to canva or to cap cut and mm-hmm. then put it up and it's just like oh well I was trying to prove myself like for me first of all I'm not even as old as Lisa Barlow and Heather mm-hmm. and any of them if that's what you believe, go with that. If yep. you can look at every interaction that you've had with me and say, I believe she did that. Mm-hmm. Then guess what? You should you should keep believing it. What mm-hmm. I am not going to do is take my finger and say, down my camera roll. You mm-hmm. and I both know we got the receipts. And so what you should do is just tread lightly because one day I'm gonna feel like dropping off. One day I won't be the bigger person. And, oh no, the high road is run out of real estate. In and, words then of go, way. and then God bless. <laughs> And yeah. then God bless, because also if I'm coming with it, if we reach that day, you got to know that it's not just your obituary. Like it's, and then this, and then this, and then this, and it will be so multi-layered that you will have to find the obituary in the pile of receipts by the time I actually give a fuck enough to say, nope, here's your file. Okay. But the fact that she said, listen, you, you shared 
my personal text messages, my dad was dying. Like the fact that you can't even see that that was insensitive. I won't even go with wrong. It was insensitive. Prove that you're a child. Thank you. And that's my thing to prove. And don't get me wrong, y'all. Like where I'm not understanding people's like confusion with Heather, her dad was dying. We all know when Meredith's dad died and we had the whole thing last year, y'all got to stay off the daddies and the dying, anybody dying for real and needing any type of receipts because they did this to Meredith last year talking about, oh, what day was it really? Was he really dying? Like that's, that's, it's too far. It's too far. When we talk about families and then people passing away and people are grieving, I'll fuck around and pop your ass. I really will. Okay. But like, I get it that she's like, Heather, but Lisa, you're, you're thinking yourself, you at that time, you weren't Mm -hmm. dealing with any grief. Heather is. Mm -hmm. So she Mm. probably did. I would get, I don't give anybody a damn pass, especially anybody that tries to tarnish my name, but I probably would give somebody a pass. Be like, that bitch don't even know what day I texted her because one, we're not that close Two, her dad was dying. So whatever, why why take it to that point? And then turn around and be talking to Heather when she is making a valid point. Cause she says me and my family are just getting on a good page. And then you tweet that out. We are not small potatoes anymore. This is what Heather is saying is this is a big platform. Mm-hmm. We are on a TV show. What she's mm-hmm. saying without saying it is we are on a TV show. And you know that. And you still tweet it out. My dad's obituary. Yes, it's public record, but it was not used for a petty petty point to be proved and used against me and now my sister is or my cousin whoever that was is saying this is why i cannot do this with you and she's valid her cousin is valid definitely valid okay definitely valid at this point i don't know what is and what isn't going to make it to the internet and i don't want to have to filter myself through that filter in order to be in relationship with you exactly because heather's dad didn't sign up for the show heather did Heather's family didn't sign up for the show. And what Lisa proved by doing that is saying nothing's off limits to me. I mean, she told us nothing was off limits to her when she started talking about her bestie in uh, fucking half of New York, but neither here nor there. We need to move on from that shit. But those people- Two birds of a a feather. If y'all was in New York together, you telling me only her best friend? Say that, say that, say that, say that part. And you were in your room, what, praying? Say that part because oh, okay. I feel I feel that way about a lot of people, Kylie Jenner and Jordan, but we could that we don't have enough time, okay? Because I done put the dots together there. Anyways, that like her family has a right, okay? And I feel for Heather in that sense because it's like, fuck. I don't understand all this Heather hate because then Whitney and Heather really sitting here arguing don't tell me especially if we it was New Year's Eve we was at the jazz game uh Whitney and Heather one thing we know is they get licked okay they get licked they be getting drunk so I don't if I'm gonna tell you right now if I was drunk and somebody told me some tea I do it all the time I don't remember shit okay I really don't and somebody's like you remember that I'm be like girl relax because it don't have anything to do with me so just believe if i i am the main character here in my mind so if it don't have anything to do with me heavy main character energy baby why would i care about 
any of that Gretchen like I, yeah I literally all the time people will be like I told you that tea and I'm like oh you know what you did but if I don't remember I don't remember and stop getting in my face about whether or not I remember or not because at the end of the day Heather was not the one going house to house saying have you heard the rumors about Lisa and Vita wait no why is that spot on like Heather was not the one what well, and Heather, Heather is tired. Okay, Heather yes. is tired, and I can tired. see when that she from her. That girl around and pushed her out the door. Said, "Baby, somebody, grandmama is tired. He is me? tired." And even when she was talking to Lisa, and then Lisa, she made the points. She connected the dots for Lisa. For Lisa to be like, "Heather, do you like me?" And Heather just looked at her. <laughs> yes I would have done no. the same thing. I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, "So you're." I would have been so fucking mad at that point. You're choosing to believe that that was the part that got me. First of all, you're well within your rights to choose to believe whatever you want to believe. Mm-hmm. Whilst making that choice, I'm telling you my truth. Period. Also, when T is still, even if you want it out or not, 99% of the time, someone goes, you ain't hear this from me or don't say nothing or vault. I'm not going to tell you until you say vault back. Okay. But once vault is given, any of my friends know this. Once you say vault, I hear you for that moment and I intentionally mm-hmm. let it go. Cause my memory is so long. My memory is so, so long. So I intentionally have to be like, okay, and let it yep. fall out. Okay. Also, then you add beers and stuff to that too. Like, and you're telling me I was sitting there. You're not even saying it was said directly to me. So now you're calling me an ear hustler. At a I'm basketball game. Offended. Sitting there. It's not like we were sitting there in the fucking library, bitch. Sitting there at a basketball game. The buzzer, the players, the conversation next what to me. Be free drinks. I'm trying to get me a glitzy, a peanut. Like, are you serious right now? I'm literally like, eating cotton candy. Like, and I got, it's a full bar okay we got grants to drink and it's like like i'm on my phone please don't do this and i just have no clue why we're focusing more on whether or not somebody heard it versus the person that was going person to person like this is that's what makes it feel like a takedown it's and it's giving it's it's giving strong church okay because you guys are hypocrites y'all are hypocrites you're really playing into that church because essentially what lisa is saying is like yeah, I'm aware that Whitney did this, but she told me and God forgives and so do I. Bitch, what? Oh, she told me she went door to door. So now my issue isn't with her, it's with you because she told it to you. And? And I haven't repeated it. I, I, because that's not the issue. I haven't regurgitated this to anybody else. You're not coming and saying, Whitney said you knew, you said you didn't, and then such and such said they got it from you. It ends right there. Whitney says you knew, you said you didn't. And not only that, Whitney said you knew, Whitney, and you said you didn't, but then Meredith says, Whitney brought it to me. Some, Jen says, Meredith, or Whitney brought it to me. Everybody was talking to Whitney. Whitney. Nobody says Heather. Nobody says, oh, I got it from Heather. Because we said the word trauma? Because we said the word trauma? And then tried to play some fucking brain Olympics, some mental Olympics. And I don't mean that in a diss, y'all. But really, this is mental Olympics. Because every time she says, I'm dealing with trauma. And I'm sorry, I'm with Heather. Girl, spit it out. Say it. 
Okay, just what was it? Because I'm tired of talking about this. I said I didn't hear it. Yo, y'all ain't talking about me spreading this drama. What the fuck do y'all care if I heard it or not for? And then the trauma never adds up. Okay, the first time it was you're invalidating because you won't stick by my truth. Then it was you're lying. You're not defending me. You won't even say, oh yes, she's right because I didn't hear it then it was um it's all about you and that's triggering so every time we come it's Heather's issues Heather's issues and I always just shrink myself so that you can whatever now it's I came to your choir event and we're singing Mormon hymns but then you should be more mindful of my traumas because you were there when I signed the paperwork to leave the Mormon church and Heather is writing a book called Bad Mormon I, you know what I think? I really, 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 really think this is between Heather and Whitney, at least, is there is some tension there. I don't know if Heather was planning on officially, officially leaving um, the church and she was planning on making that her storyline or something. Ooh. And then Whitney didn't and what I mean I mean by this I know that they, they, they're both removed from the church but yeah, Heather was maybe talking point. about like hey I'm actually thinking I'm gonna officially do this in Whitney you know Whitney's case she was wasn't she like kicked out because her and Justin were having that affair yeah yeah and then, they were both married exactly and then it was like oh well I'm gonna go I you know I'm I want to do it too I want to officially be done with the Mormon church and then when the cameras popped up Whitney was like Oh, by the way, I'm doing my storyline. Yeah, and Heather because God forbid, like, but God forbid we talk about Justin being fired from his MLM. Uh, let me, let me. Okay, I need to touch on that <laughs> really quickly because I realized I talked about it amongst people, but I never said it on here because that was one of the episodes I missed. This, this Whitney really grinds my gears because she does, she she does, and it's more, it's more than just real lies. Okay. It's real, it's real annoying when she does this No, it's shit. definitely real annoying. Whitney is one of those people, and maybe it's because she grew up Mormon and stuff, so she tries to, like, outwardly do things that, like, denounce it. And I actually grew up with, with a good amount of Mormon friends, so I do understand, like, what she is processing um, because I've seen other people process it. Okay. But even when she came on with, like, the, you know, outwardly, like, stripper poles I'm a cool mom I'm gonna do this and walk around in a thong and I'm you did no matter what da 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 like the I don't fucking know she and then to think that she's not gonna get any like backlash, backlash. for it when she, you live in Salt Lake City fucking Utah now me I don't give a shit that you were on there but stop acting like you live in Vegas and that's the community you grew up in and then now these people are shocked and Thank have that you. you live in Salt Lake City you were a Mormon you. for your whole entire life you know these people you know what you're not to mention so was your husband and then his kids you know, the people that you're parading around in front of your bikini, your stepkids. Um, yeah, like, but so with that, with him getting fired, even though now they're saying he left, you don't, well, you leave after getting fired. Like you got to physically leave the building. You, you, didn't leave. The <laughs> you didn't leave, okay. You didn't leave the job. But when he says I got fired and then he recounts the conversation and shit, 
And she immediately says immediately bro immediately because wait a minute because your wife wants to have a career you yeah. can't have yours i was like bitch i know you fucking lying yeah. first of all my, my husband would have been like really babe really like you did like it could have been editing but i was like okay so we're gonna do that raw raw feminism shit yeah oh yes because now she's the breadwinner of and I want to break, I want to break this down really quickly Dollars, because like, like she's not, she's, she's literally not understanding it. You, once again, the community you're in is Mormon community. Mm-hmm. Your husband has had that job for a long time. He's a CSO. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's break that down really quickly. I am very positive. I'm willing to bet a paycheck that he had a morality clause. Yeah handbook of what he and expect and that's a be going beyond a basic one that most corporations this is what i want everybody to understand most corporations have, have these, them especially for Starbucks their higher ups especially them. for their <laughs> higher ups okay most of them have the most basic of ones but especially in salt lake city utah working with all of those that company i I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> I am sure they have a one that's a little bit, got a little bit more into it than your basic ones. Yeah. He was not fired simply because Whitney was on the show, because if that was the case and he would have been fired in season one or that would have well, been, they, he, they said it was the mud painting. It was, it was from last season. It is. But my, but my thing was, and again, I know nobody owes me this, but so had y'all received warnings prior to doing this or was the mud painting so far that it ended up being like the final warning you know what i mean like when you get those final warnings without a first warning well this is my thing because that mud painting very fucking cringy i am a very open person i literally i will watch a lot of shit on tv especially reality tv i was like and it's not even that it was cringy this if he didn't have that job i would be like whatever but i thought that i said didn't i literally thought that when they did that i said didn't he say he's like a ceo or something or a cso and bam look where we are she even said you don't fire justin justin fires people Okay, so let me break this down for you, Miss Mama. You do that you, so well. You're hurt. <laughs> if you, you hurt. call me in, if Justin calls me in to fire me, and I just watched him and his wife roll around and perform sexual acts on TV, literally imitating him giving mm-hmm. it to her from behind. Mm-hmm. Do we not see the issue here where you, it doesn't matter what you want to fire me for, especially in a community like Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. That company, he is the CSO. I don't know any CEO that I can turn on a television and watch him do these things. Garcelle's husband, Garcelle's husband that she outed for his affair, that Mm -hmm. wasn't even on TV. He got fired from his job because Garcelle outed him and that was a public platform. He got fired. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Ah, well, honestly, that's what he deserves. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad, but like get, be for fucking real, be for real, Whitney, be for real. Okay. It's not, it's not about you wanting to be famous or be a famous housewife. That's not what it's about. Your husband was a CSO, different, different companies have different rules. So for, and you spent your whole life savings last season on, on wild rose beauty cosmetics. 
And I'm still waiting for it to show up in Ulta. And but never mind. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna leave that alone. But that's that was my thing. I said, are we are we for really real right now? Are we for real? Okay. I was like, you this is not about this is not about women's rights, women's this, women's that. No. Please, because I fucking hate when these no. people Hannah used to do this on Summer House. Don't start using these buzzwords, okay, because you want your point across. Or you want to be, I don't, I don't. And also leave me out of your buzzwords. Like if if you want to be, if you want to carry that load, baby girl, Mm -hmm. then get on there and say, I want to carry that load. Don't get on there and say, this is women's respect. Don't, don't, I don't, I don't want to go with it. Okay. And then not only that, that, to sit there and be like, oh, because your wife, it was so ass backwards because your wife wants to have a career. Now you're fired. Honestly, reparations for women. How do we know it wasn't replaced by one? I don't fucking know. But I was no, just honestly. like, okay. I was like, okay. I my husband was if they were like, oh, Giselle's like blowing up, blah blah. Like we can't have this heat. My stupid ass. I'm an Aries again, a forever main character. I'd be like, oh, they see me. Oh my like, they see me. I was like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm out there like that. I was just Let, like, let's Whitney. go look at our Insta stories. Let's which one was talking. Okay, <laughs> I was like, this is. Or can we? I just don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> I, I genuinely, that's all I keep saying. I just don't know what I'm watching. Like, I don't know what this is. This is on my TV, but I don't know what it is. And then out. Jen is going to jail. Like they have, it was announced today. I think her sentencing is for the end, right after Thanksgiving, the end of November. Yeah, uh, 1215, I think. Or 12, 15, but then I think they're coming to a decision on the 30th. What Didn't I see the 30th? The 28th. I saw, 28th, I saw the yes. 28th. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, because I did a video and I was like, we'll find out on the 28th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, to, point to Coach Shaw, okay? That man said, I'm going to give you married to medicine men And I, what I'm going to do is now begin to distance my wife. We have prayed. Y'all have seen us pray together. You have seen me give her advice. And what I'm going to do now is scooch on over, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about her and then you could talk about me, but coach is coach and Jen is Jen. Don't, yep. don't fuck that up. That's I'm interested. Said. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I really am. Whew. But okay, let's, let's get into Potomac. Okay. So what I want to do and how I want to handle this is we're going to talk about, we're going to recap the episode. Cause I really don't have a whole lot to say. And then I want to walk into the colorism of it all. And you know, the videos that Ashley has put on the internet this week. Um, so because why? <laughs> because we'll get there so this week on Potomac listen I'm gonna be very honest with y'all I'm at a point to where if I'm not invited on the trip okay or if you can't provide me with proper accommodations you can't really tell me you want to talk some or in a roundabout way about what my accommodations are I'm gonna keep a hotel room on the back burner or just leave me at home child Leave, my sleepy feels okay. good. Okay, leave me on my. Leave phone. me, but if you cannot tell me exactly, you can't send me an Airbnb link. Okay, you and not not a photo, a link. All I right, so I can see we it myself. So I can flip through, scroll myself. I'm going to have a hotel room on backup because I'm not playing these stupid little games. It's so played out on the tropes of like housewives things that we used to love that I'm tired of who's going to sleep with who in the room assignments that's one of them the competitions for the room assignments and then the forever heavily overused to be continued this whole thing we're on our fourth to be continued on like the seventh episode i don't i don't need a to be 
well what's coming next week i don't well no next week could could be the to be continued but i who the fuck knows what's about to do because what i do know is mia's about mia always pisses me off but she's really about to work my damn nerves because listen at this for mia to be sitting here getting why are you getting in everybody else's business you know why you know why in your protect, she's another one who has done her homework. Oh, she and she told has. us, she told us at the spring fling. Remember when she was talking about her her uh, Instagram and she was like, "It's my platform, and it's this is how I want to use my platform to get my message across." Like, which one of your managers gave you that talking point? They told you <laughs> this what they they told you this is what all the housewives do, and that this is how you should run your page. This girl is working; she is here to work. And not only that, so she came with her friend in tow. Okay, so she can put her on too because I'm tired of them trying to force Jacqueline down my damn throat. I no, really, honestly, really am. Honestly, who? Remember <laughs> on the color purple when um, What's Her Face stands up and she's like, if my name is Mary Lou. And he goes, mm-hmm. Mary who? who? Mary who <laughs> gives a damn? That's Literally. <laughs> that is how I feel. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, did you, let me know if they slipped a producer or cameraman a 20. Okay. Because I, at this point, I refuse to believe the drama between them is so thick that I need to be, we need to be foreshadowing Jacqueline that damn bad. Okay. It's giving that y'all are trying to force her down my throat. Now with the revelation of, um, the person that Michael Darby allegedly pays to, perform the acts for him let me tell you this insert flower emoji the way i have been trying to figure out who the hell that is but nevertheless at the thing that always shocks me about ashley is (laughs) when somebody drops a bomb about michael her ability to just not engage to be it doesn't like it doesn't bother her even when her Giselle and Robin were talking about it in the store so Robin's dumb ass said oh yeah she actually told me about that a while ago like a year ago I was like Robin whose side are you actually on what are you doing what what do you do are you here to help I'm gonna get to Robin in a second I'm gonna get to Robin in a second but actually talking about why choose not to believe it even listen I am married. Okay. Even if it, yes, I know she knows. I know. I know Ashley knows. She's she's the the beard. I know Ashley knows. However, comma furthermore, even if I know, (laughs) and that's some shit that stays in my house. All right. And you out it, I'm gonna have to stand 10 toes and I'm gonna have to really sit there and be like, act like. God, are you? No, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm giving Broadway. My, my neck, my back. I can't settle out of court for $20. Like you actually broke my femur. I am giving Broadway. Okay. I'm going to mm-hmm. be like, I have never heard this in my life. How dare you? <laughs> Absolutely not. Ashley is just like. I hear it. I deal. I process. That, and that's my thing. Like, Ashley, we're talking, we're actually talking a step further from, she's like, that's my thing. I hear things about Michael. I hear everything and I process it and I move on. You process or you, or you compartmentalize it. And then you like push it all the way down because you remember that check you want to get, which like, which one is it? Cause I don't think it's a processing babes. I don't no, think it's, it's a the process because... of holding on for the eight years of the prenup. That's exactly, the exactly. Because the things that Michael 
the things that it's not just cheating on you, Ashley, it's actual assault. Okay. And what pisses me off when people who stand Ashley and want to like try and stand beside her, which I find very weird. This is a woman who sat by a man mm-hmm. while he was accused for sexual assault mm-hmm. and was like, and then also denies it says it was mm-hmm. disproven in a court of law. Oh, because we know the court of law is always correct. It's, it's always just and fair. Everything that comes out of there. That's what I don't think people understand about Ashley. Like, I'm like, y'all understand that this woman stood beside him after he, and it's, and they settled. Okay. He, that settled. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not, let's not mess that up. But this is also the same Ashley who tells us as she was bartending that Michael was so charismatic. Okay. Ashley has literally been on this show since season one, when we met her at the little event where Giselle called her a thought and we have never seen Michael be charismatic. No. Like ever. So he only does this at home with you when it's just the two of you guys, or he mm-hmm. acts that way in public only when he's engaging with you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, it's the same Ashley as a lot of things, because this, this is where I had to got to start drawing my line with Ashley. When people seem to forget, especially the mommy gang that tries to like follow behind Ashley. And what I mean by that mainly is the white women who are like, mm-hmm. Ashley's a mom, blah, blah, blah. Cause I really hate when people try to excuse other people's behavior with she's a mom. Casey Anthony was a mom, but that's neither her nor there. Literally for real peacock. <laughs> but Ashley is the same person that went out with Monique and claim and said that she got into that accident. Yeah. It, after she was drinking and said, oh, is that why, you know, insinuated that that's why she might've miscarried. Yes. That's like the same the person. Same Ashley. She literally, it's also the same Ashley that even if she did have, cause she was like, well, I had X amount of drinks. So she had to have at least the same or more. Okay. But the story that she wanted to tell was that she fell asleep. Exactly. Exactly. Who asked you, who asked you, who asked you about the off camera thing? Okay. And it, and it is just, it, you know, Ashley contradicted herself too. Cause let me break this down for her to sit there and Candace's face and play because uh, I hate when people say, oh, Ashley can read just as well as Candace. No, she cannot. She can't. Okay. She's right behind her, but she can't. All right. Because one thing about Candace, she always got something in a clip. All right. Always got something in a clip and it's scary what she holds in there. Ashley, when she told, brought it to Candace about um, Chris originally, she mm-hmm. said to us in the confessional and to I Candace, know that she likes uh, me. I've learned that she likes me to pull her to the side and not bring up things in front of the group. So this is what I'm going to do today because I actually am trying and we've been making progress. But then when you brought your bulbous forehead ass <laughs> to that winery and inserted yourself, you and Candace weren't even fucking talking. You, the, y'all weren't even engaging. There was no issue between Nothing. y'all. You Nothing. sat there and you chose that time after you told us, I'm going to choose to bring this to her one-on-one because I know that's how she prefers it. Thank you. You sit there and say, Oh, well, my, these weren't the other, I was the only DMs Chris was in and they weren't as innocuous as mine. And not for nothing, not saying it didn't happen because obviously they don't show us everything, but we haven't seen Giselle 
even pat Ashley on the back, even be a rim, a, a morsel of supportive during this. We've seen Giselle tear her down. Oh, this is this ain't no divorce. They question all of this, but then the first chance you get to have Giselle's back, this is you just got to do this, huh? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I said this is where two plus two not equal in four with Ashley. Okay, mm-hmm. and I don't care, but don't tell again. Don't sell me two plus two and try and tell me a six. Mm-mm. All right, because you cannot sit here and say that you brought this up because you just had to know because you just told us that you were trying with Candace and you know how she mm-hmm. prefers to receive her information. And if that's a friendship you are trying to build on, you would have done it in the first place. But my my theory is Ashley knew what she was about to do as soon as the dance studio thing happened and Candace was talking to Eric. And she mm-hmm. said, and whoever was working the camera that day in editing, give them a raise because they showed it perfectly. Yes. And I knew when I saw that look in Ashley's eyes, what she was about to do. When Candace was talking to Eric, she said, Michael Darby's available for that shit. That's a throwaway comment. And I'm tired of people acting like we don't have, if you don't have a throwaway comment, I'm sorry, your mouth ain't as slick as mine. Well, I got plenty. First of all, can we talk about the throwaway comment? Because your mama with Mia was the literally and i said this in one of my recaps that's the get up off me yeah i'm not i'm not doing this with you i heard you you're one of two little reads they didn't land i'm your mother Mm -hmm. okay okay uh, leave me alone exactly i have plenty of throwaway comments okay and do i always need to use them no but they add a little razzle dazzle into my life i don't give a dazzle okay sometimes it's word vomit okay like it is very much very much Mm. it is because sometimes my husband be like, my husband will be like that one i'll be like okay i didn't have to you're right i didn't have to I listen have to. i'm i am a pisces scorpio scorpio okay when Damn. i tell you it yes that thing just it just flow out i will read you for filth before, and then be like my bad and, and my favorite one is i didn't mean to deliver it like that meant everything i said <laughs> See, my thing, I'm an Aries double Aquarius. <laughs> somebody, I told somebody that one time and they said, wow, what you see is what you get with you. I said it is. Holy freak, bro. <laughs> I said it is. We just, we're here. Okay. And I present nothing different than what I presented at first. So please don't, you got to tread lightly. Okay. I will be the most basic of things like a conversation that does not require an argument. And I always got one. I'm in Aries. Okay. It's because you lucky. I didn't say like, ma'am, you're saying it. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I am the queen of, oh, you lucky. I didn't go blah, blah. My friends will be like, you just, you you just said it. That's me all the time. I'm like, well, literally me all the time. <laughs> I'm like, well, don't make me shit. But yes, those are throwaway where, comments. where that comes from. Yeah, there's throwaway. There are throwaway comments. Phaedra used to have them all the time. So why I don't I don't understand why people are dead set on misunderstanding Candace. And I think it's a few you things. Know why. Okay, <laughs> I know why. I think it's a few things. Okay, it's the colorism of it all. It's the fact that she you can't keep up. It's the fact that you cannot keep up no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you practice, no matter how hard you pray to the She's Lord the above. Yes, she is the flojo of annihilating you with your words. And I think that it's, to, you know, her age. And then another thing, she's short. 
Okay. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck does that have to do with it? Listen, I got a mom, my mother, my mother is five one and I will never forget. There is an incident in the grocery store and somebody tried my mom. I'm tall. So I'm not super tall, but I'm taller than five one. And I was like, mom, calm down. It's not. And she was like, no, you don't understand. That bitch thinks because I am short. She says she thinks she's trying to roll up on me just because she got the height. I'm not about to do this with you. And, my, and you shouldn't, you, mom. And you shouldn't, mom. Yeah, my mom will tell you. And she tells, she does. She's always like, don't play me because I'm short. <laughs> she will. Like, and I have short friends. They really do. They're like, they take things, they see things differently than the rest than us that are taller okay those it's a combination of things with candace it really is and you can't be mad listen i always i am a person that always got one in a clip too okay yeah but i and i'm also a person that doesn't often think twice before i say something i might think twice before i engage with candace and and should i might think twice before i engage with candace like and that's, that's a lot for me to say because I don't, I really don't. I am, again, I'm an Aries, I'm a Ram, and that's how I approach life. But Candace's really don't start none, it won't be none. Yeah. Like, she is really, like, again, like, I went to high school with her, bro. Like, I called her and her best friend, my big sisters, me and my best friend, like. You did? Yes. You went to high school with Candace? <laughs> L-A-N-D-I-N-G. Yes, I did. But it's 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 never like, and let me just that is not my best friend in the whole wide world. Like we're not like you know what I mean? But I like I knew her. We were on the same, she was on um an auxiliary in high school, and her and her best friend were the reason that me and my best friend joined. They were like, Oh, okay, she yeah. so like we've traveled together in high school. Like, mm-hmm. don't start none, won't be none. Like, she's always finished whatever you bring to her, but I've never known her to just go looking exactly. for it. Exactly. I'm gonna be right here. And if you come over into this bubble disruptor shit, then yeah. I'm gonna finish it like the fact that but I also understand it like because my mouth is so quick quick because I'm just naturally loud mm-hmm. we then end up focusing on what I said and yep. not what got us to the point to make me say something listen and you said in one of your TikTok <laughs> videos when you said I like solving problems okay I'm the same way I'm a big focus I love to focus on how we got here because mm-hmm. for me exactly like you just said I hate when people are like, I can be loud. I, again, I can be quick with it. I hate when people are Giselle, Giselle. No, no, no. How did we get here? Because I didn't fucking walk up to you and just start this shit. And just start. I didn't walk up to you and call you a bubble forehead ass bitch. That, I that, did not. That's not okay. what happened. <laughs> that's absolutely not what happened. So don't start. I hate when people cannot focus on how we got here. But I knew. I knew as soon as they panned over to Ashley when Candace was talking to Eric and was like, Michael Darby's available for that shit. Not my husband. I would have said the same goddamn and thing. she was like. I would have said the same goddamn thing. And I hate when people are like, okay, but that's Ashley, the father of Ashley's children. Ashley chose that after he did everything that he did because please remember please remember all of that they, shit them happened and then she still had children with him and babies is, listen I said it in one of my TikToks and it'll be the only way that I get on a housewife show that 
because there is already a history there, they should bring me in as Candace's friend of, and then we going to Porsche <laughs> and Shamia that shit, okay? And we just going <laughs> to dismantle the fuck out of the Green Eye Bandits, and then I'm going to go home. I don't even need to see y'all for a second season. <laughs> you just want to sign a little, so let me sign a little paper real quick, and I'm going to go. Because <laughs> Listen, it's, it's charity work. I'm here to help the people. It is, and Candace does stand 10 toes down in what she says she says what she means and i can appreciate that even if it's not what if i don't agree with what she says i can appreciate somebody that says no this is what i said and this is how i feel and what i meant unlike robin okay because robin how have we gotten to the point to where you were meeting up with Chris and Chris didn't want to stand up and hug your ass. And I, I am right there with him. You are the best friend of this bitch. And I am using the B word. Okay. That is accusing me of this shit. Got my name in this shit. I'm not standing up to hug you. I am very, very skeptical of even being here with you right now, because I know whatever I say is running back to her. I would find that weird. And she would don't do that. Don't do that. No, I'm doing it. No, I'm it's happening. It's okay. happening, but it's all like, again, I'm, I'm not a therapist. I don't even know if this is like a real term, but I'm using it trauma baiting. I mm-hmm. feel like Giselle thought she was going to drop this nugget and the mm-hmm. Me Too community yep. was going to take care of Candace and Chris the same way that the Black Lives Matter, the Black community, whomever took care of Jenny Wynn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really think that she thought this was going to be easy. I'm going to drop this little breadcrumb. And then she, which is why she's so confused now. She has nothing to back it up. There is no story because she thought that the audience was going to take care of that. And this is my thing. Giselle has, she, she, her stories are not straight either. Because at the beginning, I had to go back and watch. She did say, Chris said, can I talk to you? you. And I said, yeah, we can go back into my room because, and she says, I thought my glam team was in there. And now she's like, no, I didn't say, let's go back to my room. He He said, said, can I talk to you? And you said, we can go back. And you said, you told us, the audience, I Mm -hmm. was fine with that because I was under the impression that my glam squad was in there. And then we got there and they were not there. And then she- And that was part of the issue because that Chris allegedly said goodbye to Cal and them. We mm-hmm. also need to stop calling them her glam team because she don't be glamorous. But the people mm-hmm. that do Hello? things to her hair and, and help her put her pantyhose on, they were no longer there. We don't have time to talk <laughs> about those wigs today. Maybe a different date. But she, this is not on Chris. He said, can I talk to you? You suggested a place. And then when you got to the place that you said was a safe place, and I cannot believe I'm sitting here, sitting here talking about this in on the side of a man right now. Defending she, a white man at that, bro. Exactly. Look how far you got me in it. <laughs> exactly. And my husband's white. And I still be looking for every reason to be like, no, the white man did it. And, and wait, let's go a step further. Let's go a step further because love you, Chris. He was drunk. He was drunk when we saw him on the edited version. Mm -hmm. So who knows how tip tip he was in real life. And you still looked at that tipsy man and said, we could go to our room and And then hugged him. I'm so sorry. Then went and hugged him. But Wendy, she better not touch you. That okay, that's that's the weird part to me because I found that very gross. Because with Wendy and Giselle and even Robin, okay, again, we got to talk about how we got here. We got to talk about how we got here because here's my thing with Robin and Wendy this could be squashed very easily. I really do think that 
Wendy thought that Robin was her friend because let's all remember, let us all remember that Wendy said when those rumors about Eddie came up and they were on the blogs that they were on, Robin screenshotted them, sent them to her and said, hey girl, just want to make sure you've seen this. Don't, is everything okay? Wendy said, yeah, girl, I'm not worried about it. Robin said, oh, I know they lie. They talk about Juan all the time, even though everybody talk about Juan all the time. But anyways, and they said, okay, cool. So when you can only imagine when we got to filming, uh-huh. And Giselle, and then we're talking about you know the surgeries I've had. Giselle has had a tummy tug, okay. Can or not, Candace? Uh, Karen has had her breast lifted. Mia has had every surgery under the sun, okay. But it's not okay, and we want to put Wendy on blast. We want to put Wendy on blast. Even the way Mia was like, "Oh, I have had everything done." Okay, then somebody who has had everything done, why the fuck are you sitting here questioning somebody who just got their first surgeries? Hello, the math isn't mathing. We're not getting to four after two plus two. That's because Wendy and Candace trigger them. Okay, mm-hmm. Wendy mm-hmm. is one of the most educated women on this show. So is Candace. And she. And she's work. Oh, I'm going person by person. Oh, okay. She's she's working in her field. Mm-hmm. Okay. What other reality show star is on MSNBC? Don't mm-hmm. don't worry. I wait. Okay, cool. Then you've got Candace, who was also educated in her own right, who came in here. Candace is one of the only women that came on Potomac, not needing Potomac. Yes, Period. Ashley. Ashley was married to Michael, but we all know what that situation was. Ashley, like, let's call a thing a thing. Ashley was here to assert her independence and get her own check because we know her housewives of Potomac checks go in the bank account. She's not paying for that penthouse in the building that Michael already owns. Okay, mm-hmm. her money is her money. His money is their money. We know mm-hmm. that she these. This was her little. I'm putting this to the side for my little bird's nest. Okay, mm-hmm. Candace came in. Hi, I'm a property owner. Whether I own it with my mom or not, I own property. At 32, where was y'all property? Oh, okay, right? Period. Karen was just getting to the Black Bill Gates around about Candace's age, all right? Not only am I educated, have I worked with my uh, Michael, uh, Barack Obama, okay? I also came into this world with the silver spoon. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what we as Black people swear up and down we want for ourselves. Until generational we wealth until we see it and i get it to a certain extent because my family is not like as well off as candace is by any means however my mom made a great life for us okay she made things very comfortable she has done things for me that were not done for her and she says i want to do this and she has Absolutely. gotten shit she has gotten shit for it from other family members oh you're they, they grown you need to stop you need to stop don't do this blah 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 mm-hmm. said, y'all first think i rich da-da-da-da-da-da. yeah first of all no, my, my you mom think i am yeah my mom first of all mind your business okay we swear up and down that's and i trust me i've heard it too to, to like myself to a certain extent from other black people like oh you still like your mama do it up like she didn't pay any but my bills now but she do she was in a spot to help me she set me up okay to have good credit we'll kick start with it because yes. why not okay yes. she taught me about credit bills you know investing things like that all Absolutely. of this stuff that we swear we want for ourselves wendy all of this shit that we swear we want to see we swear for we want for ourselves but then when they're faced up against people like ashley Giselle and Robin, whose side are we running to? And, and Karen. Karen goes and in Karen. there too. Because yeah, I'm sorry, Karen left the farm. Karen left the farm where the money was already established, whether it was pretty or not, the money was already established. You left 
to go build a, a life for yourself, but that life was marrying into it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And that's my thing. They are, and they do the same things, or Karen, uh, why am I, Candace, and it's the C and the K, uh, Candace and Wendy <laughs> do the boy. same things. They do the same things that the other women do, but for whatever reason, and I'm saying whatever reason here, y'all, mm-hmm. it's not received well. And what I hate when I see these comments, well, first of all, let me, let me wrap this up with Robin really quickly. My thing with Robin is she just tries it and she said on, you know, Kendrick's podcast episode that, and I, I get it because Robin is an Aries. All right. She said, I'm not changing myself for this show. And to an extent, I get that because I would be the same way. All right. I'd be like, no, this is me. However, me is, I am, I disengage before I get pissed. All right. Yes. Which doesn't really translate well to reality TV. So when it comes to Wendy and Robin, Robin would say, oh, you were jumping up and down celebrating me. We had no issues then. However, you want to attack me where you attack me is where I'm attacking you. And people Mm -hmm. say, well, that was Giselle. My issue with Robin is she refuses, refuses to differentiate herself from the shenanigans that Giselle does. And not only that, it's not that she just simply doesn't like doesn't uh, engage in them. She does engage in them. So I understand where Wendy said, okay, Giselle brought this to me. Giselle's the one talking shit, but Robin, your bestie over there, she's the one that sent it to me. So yeah, in my mind now, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought that was genuine. I thought you were genuinely sending me that shit, trying to look out for me. And maybe you were, but now your bestie is sitting up here in my face and you, you got me fucked up if you want me to sit here and think that you didn't know that she was going to say any of this. Thank you. You did Thank know. You, 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 you did know. know. And what you, you don't knew. do is and you don't you stand say- on 10, okay? You don't, even Heather, even Heather told Whitney in the bathroom that night, she said, I don't think you should bring that up, which no, we forgot you. to, we forgot thank to say, you. but she did. She, she told her, out. I don't think you Robin should Robin allegedly up. does it off camera. Or I checked it doesn't matter. off camera. It doesn't matter at this point now, because we are, and again, I get that. I have had friends where it's like, okay, girl, in the group, you got my back, I got your back. And then off, when we're not with the group, we say, but I don't have a camera in front of me. I don't have a camera in front of me. So this is why you are getting some heat, Robin. This is exactly mm-hmm. why, because you see, you swear up and down, you say it off camera. Your job is to be on camera and you need that job Thank so you. you can keep that house with just your name on it without one, okay? Oh. So that and is my thing that she refuses. And also I get it, okay? I'm not sitting at a burn session with you, all right? I'm not going to do this. When it comes to Robin standing up, I have done this to many a people before and I have to self-check because again, I don't like to be wrong. I will walk towards somebody. I will put my finger in their face. I will do this. I understand. Just even with Monique, when she was like, oh, stay your ass over there. And that little thing Raman did, she said, oh, and walked over there. I've done that before because bitch, don't tell me stay nowhere. I'm walking right towards you, all right? I have done that before. But at the end of the day, then what did it become? Somebody was like, Giselle ran up on me. Okay, did I run up on you? No, but I understand how me walking towards you and doing that while we're arguing is then perceived as yes. that. Okay, yes. she Wendy told you to stand in it. You stood up, but then you started walking towards her. I'm not Thank saying, you. and that she I'm said not... stand in it. She didn't say stand up. She because said she didn't say come here. Your, stand in your truth. And this again, this is 
Robin has done this from season one with Ashley at Oz, Mm -hmm. with uh, Monique in the Umbrella. Mm -hmm. We've seen this from Robin before, but we seemingly leave it out of the conversation when we talk about the physicality of Potomac. When it was Monique and Candace, it was, oh, we've never had this, Karen, we've never had this issue on Potomac. Yes, you have. You, You literally have. Yes, you have. And in this particular situation, it was also Monique, right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. You've had physical issues here before. Now, we can go into whether or not sis should have said drag me, whether or not she should have flipped the hair, this, that, and the third. You can only control you. She chose to grab that girl by the back of her Brazilian and yam her head onto the table. That was a decision that she made. Then Giselle comes and so, and then, you know, ran around the building, all of that. But then Giselle comes and says, oh, I need security. Okay. Now here we go again. Yes. Candace flicked the little piece of lettuce at Mia. Mia picked up a whole bowl. Bruh. And threw it over. Okay. Mia's husband was very weird, very mm-hmm. uncomfortable on that trip. And now here we are again and nobody it's not really an issue we're not talking about it and then this was the one that pissed me off actually statement all of that okay f all of that there was a blind item that came out and says that later on i don't know if it's on camera or not but later on on the trip wendy and mia had an intimate moment okay then all of the comments became oh it wasn't nothing but sexual tension Mm-hmm. What would it have been if everything stays the same except Wendy threw the, the drink and then attempted to hit Mia with the pocketbook and then they had an intimate moment? Would it have been sexual attention then? Mm-hmm. Or would we have been at the police station? And I really do think that I, I, I have a hard time believing that an intimate moment happened between them because after yeah, you try... Me too. But if it did, because I've been thinking about that because I saw that same blind item, I really feel like Candace doesn't give a shit. Candace does not give a shit. Nope. And I, I air more towards that side. I do think that Wendy tries. I think Wendy wants to be, even the way she walked in, you know, say willing to say hi and hug Giselle and say, you know what I mean? She does try. And I think she wants to mend all, you know, not even mend. She's the she Contessa wants- of this group. She thinks everybody could be friends and this could really be a sisterhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think she, yes, I I think she does. And that it kind of hurts my heart because it's like, that's sweet, girl. Um, These not your friends. And like your mom used to tell you back then, these are not your friends. These are not your friends. And girls are not your friends, okay? And you should have known that. And even Eddie, hell, Eddie knew that when he said, damn, they going after Chris this time. That's not a throw, that is not a throwaway comment. They, people are treating it like it is, but that is not a throwaway comment. Okay. It is, I'm tired. I'm tired of all of this shit because, uh, well, with Giselle being able to come after everybody's significant other, but then as soon as you remind Giselle that she is lonely, why y'all got to talk about her? You, we want to uplift women. No, 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 no. Cause that woman, that woman don't want to uplift me. What we only no, uplift single women. We only yes. uplift single light-skinned women. Be yes. for fucking real right now. Be for fucking real right now. I didn't make Jamal cheat on Giselle. I did not make Jamal cheat on Giselle. 
And I didn't make Giselle be mean to those people at her church. Like, I didn't make Giselle be mean to those people at her church. I didn't make her be mean to anybody. Shit. Like, please, we got to keep a buck a buck. And that's what I'm tired of. So when it comes until to- Until Giselle is telling us about her little bakery business. I don't know if she still has it, but she had it season one, two, and three. Oh God, but I forgot about that. Until she starts, like, until she starts giving me some of her real life, in my opinion, she getting exactly what she deserves. She is a woman without a storyline. And the only reason that she has been able to be a woman without a storyline is because she was able to quote unquote look cute whilst doing it and by she, cute I mean ambiguously black she has literally given us a tagline about being pretty the entire time I think every single one of them women up there is pretty but I also think that that to be fair to to be extremely fair I think that part of her pretty taglines is because she's an AKA they're pretty in pink and I think that's true I, okay I always forget I, Giselle's an AKA she, and I have to yeah. separate that because I got a lot of AKA friends and then I sometimes would be wanting to throw the dis the AKA dis in there I'm not a soror either um oh, so I definitely my, listen my mama is an AKA she's a whole she is the basilisk of her chapter okay but <laughs> when they wrong they wrong and we gonna talk about it you know Hello. Like, but exactly you're you're right she is she embodies AKA pretty in pink like she really does. My thing is, oh, I got a lot of things, but we can't, I don't understand amongst black people because y'all know I'm toxic. I read comment sections. Okay. I cannot help myself except for to read a comment section. What I don't understand is where it gets us denying colorism. And part of me is like, are we as black people denying it because we don't know how to pinpoint it because we don't want to talk about it in front of white people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or we don't want it. We actually don't want to admit that it's a problem. What is it? I think that it's a combination of all three, right? Mm -hmm. So I can only speak for myself. I grew up going to majority white elementary schools and all of that until I was in roundabout my uh middle school years okay and so for me I've been acutely aware that I'm black and that that means something to some to, to some people since I was seven mm -hmm. okay but then on the other side of that where I went to school middle school on middle school until high school was heavily a black community black Spanish community mm -hmm. and a lot of those people had not been outside of their community right okay. so they had experienced colorism but only knew it through the lens of their grandma or their auntie or this is what it always is and so that mm -hmm. did not equate to them as colorism we can see it when it happens at the hands of a, of a white woman we can mm -hmm. we can understand it very easily when a white woman isn't threatened by an ambiguously black woman or a fair-skinned black woman but scared to death of somebody Wendy's tone right mm -hmm. where Beyonce is just like oh fabulous but Kelly Rowland really has the better voice of you keeping it a whole buck and I'm a Beyonce stand but we can't see that because we can't see past her right we can mm -hmm. understand it then but we don't understand it when it is your grandma handing you lightning cream after you get out or your grandma putting on lightning cream as lotion mm -hmm. you know what I mean and things of that nature so I think on a very big scale inside of the uh people of color community we have 
received it as you know how them old folks are mm-hmm. there's no there's no word to it. so then when we say colorism people oh well, it's not colorism there's no white people involved aha exactly we have to define it <laughs> exactly we and, have to define it and why we ourselves are acting like it's not an unconscious bias me and you spoke briefly before we started recording the episode you know those throw you know which were treated as throwaway comments they're not throwaway comments um to the people that they affect but so comments such as oh don't be outside too long getting too black okay mm-hmm. um you know you know any anything of that nature those you are color pretty and and yeah. oh, you're such a great personality as a just but your darker skin cousin mm-hmm. oh they they're funny like the the compliments are then Mm -hmm. about the personality and not about you know what I mean like exactly those those comments were treated as throwaway comments to the point where some of us don't know how to differentiate Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong I'm sure there are darker complected women out or in men and people in general out there that are like that doesn't bother me I don't care and that's their prerogative I'm not here to say yes it does yes it should I am not however when there are three women technically four but the main three on our screens directly benefiting from colorism that and it's not being talked about and it's being openly denied that is really where my issue lies most we I know we're running out of time but I want to touch on Ashley's comments this week online first of all I feel like a lot of people are forgetting and maybe I'm wrong Ashley is a mixed woman Mm -hmm. yeah I knew I wasn't wrong I just said that Mm -hmm. for good measure Ashley is mixed (laughs) okay Ashley is mixed and my children if I me and my husband have children they will be mixed okay absolutely what what I will be damned is if they sit here and try and benefit from and try and ignorantly benefit from colorist comments so for Ashley to sit on the internet and say I am not a colorist and I treat all of these women the same we know that we know you messy period Ashley and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't agree in somewhere. Cause I want to say she put out two videos. She yes. even kind of alluded to knowing about the comments that her darker castmates receive when she, but then also says, we all go after each other. Aha, mm-hmm. Ashley Darby. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is you all do the same things. You all go after each other. However, you know that some of your castmates of darker complexions receive these hateful comments. Why do you think that is? Now, I will say this. I don't think that Robin holds colorist views when she moves throughout the space. And I Mm -hmm. don't necessarily think Ashley does, uh, I should say on purpose, on purpose. Okay. I think Giselle is the only one that does believe that she is better because she is lighter complected because she has said comments on um in interviews about how oh well you know the world's not used to seeing light-skinned black women with pretty green eyes and blah blah giselle has yeah, was oh, yeah. told giselle was told growing up and because we all know these people that she is gorgeous she is a black unicorn that she is mm-hmm. actually better than the rest of us mm-hmm. us brown chocolate girls because she looks the way she does and we but all I think- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, finish up. And we all know, I I mean, I know, I know 
lighter complected women, people in general, that have that complex of, oh, I'm better. Internally, I'm better because I'm a unicorn because y'all just brown. Y'all mm-hmm. just brown, okay? And that's, y'all look like normal black people. I'm still black, but I look like this. I look different. I'm exotic. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing with Potomac, right, where you talk about colorism, I think the thing that makes Potomac different than maybe necessarily a basketball wise, right? Mm-hmm. So in basketball wives, you had Evelyn, you had OG. You had Evelyn mm-hmm. who stood on tables and threw bottles and got into fights with Pat Jennifer and, and Tammy and yeah, yeah, all of that, okay? But then OG is the aggressor, mm-hmm. right? OG is yep. the issue. And that was very bloop and bloop, this and that, right? And so it's like, okay, if you don't want to see that, that's on you. Whereas Potomac offers us a smorgasbord of colorism, okay? Mm-hmm. You have Ashley who will show you her mom, but we'll never really mention the fact that we're mixed. And I'm I'm going to act like I'm better than you because I'm married to a white man and because mm-hmm. now my kids are even whiter than I am. But we won't talk about it, but I'm just going to move with that air, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Giselle who the your grandmama put you up on the pedestal as the cutest grandbaby of them mm-hmm. all. And then you have Robin who I would fair to say is the most dangerous of them all who see it and chooses to say, I don't operate like that. So yeah. it's not an issue because I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right, so while, while simultaneously benefiting from the fair skin and knowing that you're benefiting from it, but you're not yep. going to point it out. You're going to eat off of the things that you're getting because of your skin and never say, oh, here, let me share it with. Robin has not done anything to amplify the voices of any of her coworkers outside of Giselle other because they have a podcast. You've never, you've mm-hmm. never amplified the voice whereas we always see the Wendy's of the world the Candace's of the world the scholars of the world a talk about how I'll even go the Karen's of the world a talk about how we can look better we don't have to look like this I don't Mm want to be this type of black woman and then also talking about sending the elevator back down whether it is in the future or whether they have the opportunity to do it right now you get that so I think with Potomac because there's two different types of colorism issues happening it's easier to be like oh it's not because there's so many things so Mm -hmm. for for most people colorism is this one thing so no it's not happening because this isn't happening but it's like girl Mm -hmm. you got this and you got this and you got this and you got this like all of this makes up the ball of yarn that is colorism but exactly for fluffles Exactly. It's a, it's an extremely, extremely nuanced conversation. And I agree with you when it comes to Robin, I didn't think of that part, but I do. I definitely agree with you with that for, and so in that sense, Ashley and Robin benefit from it the exact same, but want to deny. And that's more so what I'm looking for for Ashley. And I think it's an, it's extremely irresponsible of her. And I cannot sit here and say whether I think, uh, whether she's doing it on purpose or not, I can say what I, I think and what it looks like to me, which is that she is purposefully denying the other part of it. However, I think it is extremely dangerous for her to get on the platform and say, I'm not a colorist. I, you know, I don't treat anybody different because you, you sound like a Karen, you sound like a white woman that was accused of being racist. It's like, I'm not racist. I love, I love 50 cents. I'm not racist. 
Okay, I don't know why 50 Cent just came so into shorty, my mind. So shorty, it's your birthday. Okay? Exactly. Definitely my favorite song. <laughs> but you can, it, I know, what I feel like with Ashley, since she's the one that made the videos this week, I feel like with Ashley, she thinks that if she admits that she benefits from colorism, she doesn't get to then claim other things and that's not true it's nuanced i'm sure ashley has a whole other uh you know set of things that she has experienced that can fall into the realm of colorism when it comes mm-hmm. to then white people because it's true i can only imagine because proximity she, don't make you ex- such exactly okay but i feel like if ashley feels like if she denies that colorism is happening and that she benefits it from it she cannot then say oh what but this is what I've experienced it that's not true that's just simply not true there is there's nothing wrong with admitting like okay I know I'm being messy from my heart I know I'm just being messy no matter who this person is but I understand that the audience receives me better and this is why because it's a tale as old as time really honestly Mm -hmm. truly it is but a I mean, Ashley was just one step away from saying, I don't, I'm not a colorist because I don't see color. Thank like, you. She, she, she really she, was in those videos. She definitely was fighting the urge. And I, I would even go a step further to say that she, if we had not had the Kathy Hilton moment last season, she probably would have said it. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> she just found out that it was a bad thing. Hello. And my other thing with that was the conversations, the comments that went into um those videos of Ashley under not only under her video from white people but everybody who shared it videos the conversation the you know the white opinion adding into it like we said earlier this is this is a black issue that we do need to work out amongst ourselves all right so I need y'all to step the fuck out of it for a second before you start adding your two cents because whether you like you if you're white you really cannot say this isn't a color is a girl y'all are the out of bounds flag on the flag out of bounds (laughs) y'all cannot say that whether something is or is not a colorism issue and then when it comes to black people in this situation because we're talking about black people because make no mistake every race has a colorism issue like on a different scale but we're talking about black folks right now when it comes to black people i just don't understand why and where it hurts us to even acknowledge it to even simply acknowledge it is it in some some of the comments i've seen because i click on profiles too y'all just so we clear um i'm toxic in them comment (laughs) sections it's other dark it's other dark complected women that are like this isn't a colorism issue and i'm like Because again, to accept that, to see it as such is a stripping away of self. Because if I, if, if I have to be real and say, Hmm, that's colorism, but that sounds like what I said to my daughter or Mm -hmm. what my grandmama said to me or what, that's why they was giving me that Pond's lightning cream. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Again, you like that, that's therapy work. You know what I'm saying? That, That strips away a layer of an onion. And so it's easier to say that it's not happening than to say, Ooh, I got some things to unpack. It is because and we all, and what I don't get is we all have things. I have things that I've said in the past that I'm like, Oh shit, actually I understand where that comes from now and why I thought that that was something that was fine to believe and say, but now it's not. 
Okay. Growth we, and healing. Yeah. We all have those things. But, you know, the conversation is going to continue. I'm very interested to see how they handle this on the reunion. Um, a lot of people have been calling for Andy not to host the reunion. And this is what I will say when it comes to Andy and hosting not only Potomac, but reunions with Black women in general. There are things that he purposefully leaves out. And in the past, it has worked. Okay. Now, it's we're kind of past that point. We are kind of past that point. I would not mind seeing something like people getting all huffed up, stressed in their chest. I don't want a lesson when I watch a reunion. First of all, I had no problem with learning something anytime, anytime. All right. But make no mistake. We're not calling for like a psychologist to sit down with these people. All we're asking for is maybe somebody, another black woman who's a little bit more equipped to- Exactly. Having these nuanced conversations, understanding their nuanced conversations and speaking on them and getting past it. So we can go back to enjoying Potomac the way we, the way we really would like the nerve of you to say that you don't want a lesson whenever you watch the period, but cannot receive the fact that I don't want to be triggered every time I watch this show that is supposed to be entertaining. Thank you, because that is one thing that people do not fucking understand. Every time a white person, so it's specifically a white person, yeah, says, "We gotta, we gotta get over it." You're taking it too seriously. Mm -hmm. Do are you serious? This shit looks like my work office. It looks like so. Not only do I have to sit here and ingest what you consider to be entertainment. Once this goes off, I gotta get my ass in the shower, get ready to go to work or school or whatever, and deal with the same bullshit that I was just watching on this show in my office. And so now there's seemingly no escape. Exactly. And then for people to say, well, just don't watch. Okay. So this is a television show. It goes off of what views. So what you're telling me is you think that your views, your views are enough or you, or they're the only ones that matter. Is that what you're saying? I don't you think that's what they're saying. I don't think some people really realize what they're saying in these comment sections when they say it, but that's not my problem. That's between you and the Lord. Okay. Well, all right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. L, please tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Housewives and Chit Chat on Instagram and TikTok or Housewives and CC on Twitter because Chit Chat was too long. Also Housewives and Chit Chat on YouTube. I'm Housewives and Chit Chat anywhere. Anywhere you type it in, I'm going to pop up. <laughs> of course. And y'all know where you can find me over on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast. And then if you want to follow my personal page, it is at Zell's Life, S-E-L-L-E-S Life. Same thing for TikTok. If you want to buy me a coffee, I am on Buy Me a Coffee, www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Who Asked Me Yep. Who asked me podcast zero. Um, L thank you so, so, so much for coming. Um, everybody make sure you follow her. Her content is a one. I still don't know how you get it all up in time because I'll be struggling, but we will talk to everybody. I struggle too, but let's not talk about it. Yeah. We will talk to everybody soon. Bye.